News and reports on SEO. It's Mr. SEO, Joe Bellastrino. This is Joe Bellastrino, owner and operator of MrSEO.com. And welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Um, today, uh, I'm with Alan Schneider, as usually as mostly, anyway. So what's up, Alan? As mostly. Right on. What's up, man? Um, uh, man, there's been so much going on lately. Um, I had got married over the previous... You did, no kidding. <laughs> well, you were there, wasn't you? Yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. I could have sworn I saw you there. I was um, the one hauling your in-laws back and forth to the airport since <laughs> you don't drive. <laughs> well, hopefully you, you probably spent more time with them than I did. Um, yeah, they're great. you got a good family there. Thanks. So um, today we got a really great announcement today. Um, uh, over you know the the two years that we've been doing the podcast, um, we've always had problems whether we there was time for it, you know, or um, you know it, whether or not we were going to keep the podcast free or not. And uh, we we finally have a really great sponsor, one that um, we feel is is not only you know. Benefits to the sponsor, but benefits the listeners as well, and that's uh, keyword discovery, which is something that we use here uh, at Mr. SEO uh, on a daily basis. Um, so they, they were kind enough to uh, step up and uh, sponsor us, and uh, on top of that, they're they're going to give uh, our listeners a, a deal on their services: uh, buy one month, get one month free. And um, I'll, I'll give I'll give more detail and more information uh, about how to get that at the end of the podcast. Um, so and they, they also have a lot of great tools. You know, I was looking through some of their stuff, and um, uh, they have uh, this great tool that you and I tested out, where you can kind of take a peek at what your competition is doing. Now, the, this has really got nothing to do with keyword discovery. If you know keyword discovery, um, they have a great tool. They have a plugin for actually for Firefox that I use every once in a while to do some quick research without having to log in. The reason why I like it so much is that it stores the information on the website. I can pull up a spreadsheet. Um, it's 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 easier to do things that way, and I can group things off if I'm doing seasonal stuff. It, it, there's a lot of great things about keyword discovery. But one of the great things that they have that I really, really like is what's called competitive intelligence. And the good thing about this, and we did this for a, a, a recent client where when you when you i think it's a it's it's a very nominal fee when you when you think about everything that they they give you you can spy on your competitors and find out everything about who's linking to them who's bringing in the most traffic what keywords are bringing them the most traffic what keywords they're uh paying for on pay per click and their affiliate partners so if if you're looking to see you know you know what your competition's doing where you should be I mean, this is one of the probably one of the best tools around, and it's 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 really not expensive at all when you think about how much information you get. And you know, maybe at some point um, we'll we'll do uh, we'll we'll run one on one of our competitors and kind of um, break it down as to the information that we get. Maybe we can do a little tutorial on it. Right. It it actually helped our client quite a bit in terms of knowing uh, the level of competition that he was facing and you know, other aspects that he was trying to find out. So, yeah, it's a nice little tool. We should probably mention, by the way, the keyword discovery is by Trillion. Right, correct. Thank so you. So we'll, we'll, we'll plug everything at the end of the um, – well, I'll give the code at the end of the show 
Today I wanted to talk about mostly listener questions, SEO questions, and I used to do this quite a bit, and I always loved these because they were, you know, people would just send in questions and say, Joe, I got a question about this, and, and sometimes, you know, when I talk about SEO, I always think, well, what, what can I talk about this week, well, what we haven't talked about, and some things are really simple that we overlook, some things are, are just marketing questions in general that um, people just want to have answers to, and I, I thought it would be good to take the time out today and just answer some random questions. And um, so I'm going to start off with one that's not really SEO related, um, but it's it's very important if you own a website. One thing is to monetize a website. And, and someone asked, um, what's the best method, what to use, um, where to place the ads? So to, when it comes to monetizing a site, there's one thing you really must think before you before you do anything if if you sell a product or a service you have to think about you know if you're going to monetize it is it going to take away from what you're selling and we see this all the time sometimes we look at properties to buy or you know we're doing evaluations and and people are just sticking ads up if you're selling a, a credit report or you want someone to fill out a mortgage loan why would you have Google Ads for your competitors on your site? You're just distracting and taking away from what it is that you want the people to do. So however you're getting traffic, whether it's social, bookmarking, you're paying for it, you, whatever you're doing, PPC, you're paying people to come to your site, so don't distract them by ads. You're going to lose, you know, you make 30 bucks a sale, you're going to make 25 cents, what, 50 cents on a on a PPC That's ad? That's Yeah. It, it's just ridiculous, and and I don't know how people just they're, they're so worried about. Oh, I'm going to make money one way or the other. I'm either going to make money with uh, somebody clicking on an ad, or I'm going to make money with them, you know, filling out a form. But if your main focus is to fill out a form to sell a product or a service, why would you want a you know a competing you know a competing site on your website just so that you can make twenty cents while they'll make the thirty dollars for the lead that they filled out to get to the form. Right. Not only that, it, it kind of shows a lack of professionalism. I mean, when you go to a site, you don't want to be, uh, you know, obviously if you're selling your services and then advertising your competitors as well, business isn't really going going too good. So that's another aspect to look at. Right. It's like you, you're telling people, well, you know, I, I offer this, but it's not that great, you know, because I'm not making enough money or whatever it is that is making you put ads up there. It's just uh, It just doesn't look right. And then there's, see, like, some sites it is good for. Like, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, we have a Cade site that we had purchased for, I think, like, 100 bucks. We're, we're not selling anything. We're not making any money. And the only way we're driving traffic is through social bookmarking. So we're, we're really not selling anything. We're not making any money. We're not, we don't really have any advertisers. So it, it has Google ads on it. it. It has auction ads on it. And, you know, we, we're just building up subscription base, so there's really, there's nothing for us to lose. It's on arcade site. You're going to bookmark it and either come back and play or you're not. But whether you're playing a game or, or the, the ads are there, so if you click on it, you know, chances are we'll, we'll make some money off of it and we're, we're not really losing anything. You know, we're just trying to make a little revenue. Right. There are also other methods for sites that, that sell uh, products for which AdSense wouldn't be a good match to monetize the site. And one way to do that is to try to contact related but non-competing businesses and get them to sponsor or advertise on your site. So in other words, if you sell 
bathroom basins, you might want to contact somebody who sells faucets. Because obviously if you're, you're buying a new basin, there's a good chance you're going to need a new faucet to go with it. But if you don't sell that, you know, it's an opportunity for you to be able to advertise on the site. It's probably not the best example, but, you know, there are ways to, to monetize a site without having to resort to ad sets that, that won't hurt your business. And in fact, will actually help your, your customers find what they're looking for. Well, yeah, and, and, and that's important. I mean, we've even talked about, uh, certain industries like say, um like say music. If, if you offered, ringtones or um, videos of certain songs, you, m- you might be interested in, in linking up with someone who has the lyrics or vice versa. Um, you may not, you know, it, it's a good exchange between one and the other. One offers something that the other doesn't. It's really not competing, um, but it's helping the users and it's getting you traffic because, you, you, you know, people search for lyrics all the time, and if you have videos that are ranking well, the two will go hand in hand. And if you're smart and you have lyrics, you might you might want to do both, and then you won't have to do that. But um, right. anyway, so uh, people ask, you know, what, what do I use? Do I use Google AdSense? Do I use Commission Junction? Do I use Contero? Which is Contero is pretty good. Um, it doesn't pay. Commission dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, you've. Had, I, I've kind of warned you about them uh, before you did before you started working with them. I think. Oh um, goodness! But, but I'm not sure. It, it's hard to make money on Commission Junction when you do those kind of affiliates, unless you're doing one specific type of affiliates. But we're not affiliate marketing whiz whizes here, so uh, there's a lot of people that do great on that. It's just we haven't, I guess, had enough time to tinker around with what works and what doesn't work uh, on certain sites, like the arcade site that we talk about. We use we use uh, actually a bunch of methods. We use Contaro where if someone's bidding on a specific term, Contero will highlight that term inside the content of your website and make it a, an advertisement. So you don't have to do anything. You just left the code on there, and as people bid on terms, you have it on that particular page. It'll double underline it, and people will click on it, and um, you'll make some money. You'll make some pocket change off of it. And then there's AdSense and Auction Ads. Auction Ads are tricky. It depends what you offer. Like on the arcade sites, they worked out really well in the beginning, it seems as time's gone on, that's kind of uh, diminished quite a bit. Because since it was an arcade site, it was a no-brainer to me to do things like video game systems and cartridges and you know, you know Xbox systems and PS systems. And, and they were doing really well for a while, but it seems like over the last three or four months, it's kind of not done as well for us. So, um, and then we have. Well, and also you have to remember, like uh, at that time, the Nintendo Wii system was just coming out, and you know there were a lot of things going on in the gaming industry, so that probably propelled it a little bit. But I mean, really, if your site's set up for business and you're trying to, you know, that that's your primary business, you don't really want to junk it up with with ads from from any venue unless you absolutely have to. You know, ads are the way to make money with ads is to have a multitude of sites. You're never going to have usually one site that's going to pull a ton of ads unless it's just you know, got a, a lot of age. It's a trusted site. It's been around for a long time. You get a hundred thousand page views a month. I mean, you in that case, you can make a lot of money from from using AdSense or some of the other options. But you know, if you just have one site, I mean, you know, con- focus and concentrate on your actual business, what you're trying to sell, what you're trying to do, and and that's probably going to be a better investment of your time than you know worrying about making a dollar eighty six every month from uh, from AdSense. Right, and then there's the whole issue with, uh, like, if you have a blog. Now, if you have a blog, you can use any of these. You can use Contero, you can use 
AdSense, you can use um, auction auction ads, commission junction, whatever you want. Some people say you shouldn't. It kind of takes away from your website. You know, you're probably better off trying to go out and get some actual sponsors, but sometimes that's that's a little bit hard to do. Um, so you you probably will need to do some form of advertising. Um, you know, putting some kind of ads on the website. And then the question is. What type and where do I put them? So most people use Google because it's the simplest, it's easiest, most popular, and and people put them on the website. But where do you put them? We've talked about this before where there's conflicting evidence. Do you uh, blend it in with the rest of the site and make it look as just like the rest of the site? Do you make it stand out if your site's green? Do you make the, the ads red? Will people click on it more or will it just make it more obvious? I mean, we've seen studies where we know people ignore all the ads on the right side of the page because people that's where expect, people expect to see them, and that's where people ignore them. So now it's you can put the ads on top of the content or inside the content, which gets more clicks. Sometimes people don't know that they're ads. If you do one of those little one-line Google ads where it's just, a, uh, you know, two words or a word that people are bidding on, and it's like, you know, if you write about SEO, it'll say SEO, and you'll just click it, and you'll go to some site. And you'll make some, you know, the visitor will go to a site and you'll just make some, some money. So it's just where you decide right. where you put it, you know. And that, that, that stuff's all been covered to death years and years ago by shoe money and people like that. Where, you know, talking about ad placement. And the thing is, it always changes. I mean, back then you could get away with putting ads on the right and people would still click them. And they still sometimes do. But now, I mean, there are a lot of sites that still do that and, and make money doing it. But, um it's kind of a guessing game and, and what's particularly tough is if you're in this industry and you're on the net all day and you know what's going on it's kind of hard for a person in our shoes to make a value judgment on that would somebody click here or would they not and, and it's because we look at it all day long so it's kind of difficult for us to be objective about it but um you know i guess that's what marketing experts are paid for well you know and you also have to be careful too because some people aren't aware that there's terms to using adsense how many times you can use it and and not to deceive people by making it look like it's part of the navigation of your website because that's a false click so th there's there's things that people need to be aware of some people put I've seen sites where they've put it just totally too many times so you you just have to be aware of what the terms are and be conservative and be smart about where you put the ads and, and that that it's not you know, I, I see a lot of people put big ads above the fold, and then, you know, people get to the site and they just see some ads, and when they're looking for actual content, and they'll leave. So um, you, your main focus, if it's a blog, is to build readership, because readership will, down the line, bring in sponsors. But if you're littering your blog with, you know, ads, people are not going to take you seriously, and, and you, you, you won't get a readership. You won't get sponsorships, and you won't start making some serious money. If, if you're just concerned with pushing, you know, your ads out there, people will just not take you seriously. At least, uh, you know, people like like me won't. I, I won't read a, a blog if the first thing I see is eight things of of advertisements. It's it's not worth it for me. Right. It's like outgoing links. The post is littered with them. There's a good chance that we know what the what the post was, what the purpose of the post was written for. Right. Exactly. So um, that brings me to uh, another topic. Someone asked, "Will will selling links?" Hurt my site. So we we've already know we we know that Google said that um, they're they're trying to stop people from selling links for purposes of PR, and they're telling people use the no follow tag uh, to associate um, links that you are, you know, selling, uh, so that they can be aware of it and and not count any PR to it. 
Google has really put their foot down on this where they said that if you're caught selling links, that they will possibly drop your PR because if you're a PR7 and, and they know you're making money because your site is a PR7, they will drop your PR just so that it will affect your cash flow and it, they may even at some point de-index your site because of selling links. So you have to think if, if you're going to sell links, whether it's, you know, if it is to make money, if that's the way you're going to monetize your site is... Why else would you do it? Well, yeah, well, okay, I see your point. But, you know, if that's what you're going to do, then you have to be a little bit more creative. I think I've said this in a, in a podcast or a post. Don't put the paid links on the right-hand side where, where Google is going to be looking for them. Don't put them under a sponsored section. Don't say anything with the word sponsored or bought where, where the links are. And put them inside the content. If if, if it's a sponsor, then then you write a post, and it's something that they're related to, and 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 you have an opportunity to throw a link in there. Then throw a link in there because that's where they're not going to see it as you know a paid link. People have said that um, you know like see like sites like uh, text text links, text link ads, and, and all those sites that that claim to sell you know that that do sell links. The problem with that is is if you can go to some place and purchase a link from them through their network, Google's going to be aware of it. You know, you have to put coding into your site. Um, so if, if you know, you join that kind of network, Google's going to know who you are. And, you know, and, and then that's, your, that, that's just making their job easier. So if you're going to use something, you probably don't want to use a service regardless of what they say, oh, Google's not going to be able to find out. You know what? Eventually, if they don't already, they eventually will. And then you're, you're, you have to decide for yourself, well, what, what am I going to do? Is, is me dropping my PR, me dropping out of the Google rankings, is it worth me selling links? And if it is, well, then you want to be as sneaky as possible because if you're not, you're going to get penalized. And then if your livelihood is Google, you're, you're, you're not going to get any traffic and you're not going to make any money. So you have to be really careful about, you know, Ways the way the pro and cons of of what's what what you're gonna do is it worth making the money or are the Google rankings that you're getting worth more to you? Right, and it's probably safer overall to go with uh, an individual site and just contact them and, and ask about a link, but that's a tough endeavor. And the reason why is because you've got two people that have to understand the nature of how links should be set up today. And so if you're in the position of selling links, it's pretty easily done. You just explain that I could put your link in a more prominent location, but it's, you're better off with it in the content. Uh, you know, it's not going to be shown as a sponsored link. Google's not going to pick up on that, so it's going to help you overall. If you're in the position to buy a link, then you have to explain to the person who owns the site, this is why I don't want you to stick me on the right. This is why I don't want you to add this as though it's a menu item. I need it to be very low-key, and, and to have to go through that trouble, is it's a bit of a to-do. Well, it's it, it, it's it's hard work, and that's why people in our industry spend a lot of time doing that. I mean, you know, you have to be, you have to think. You know, it's it's if if the blog is related, it, it seems more natural if someone were to write about you, or if if somebody had a page that was already had decent PR and got a lot of traffic, and you know, you see that oh, you know what, this this site talks about um, you know SEO services, and guess what, I offer SEO services. So, like, you contact them and say, well, look, you're a web developer. You talk about SEO services. I see you don't offer them. Would you mind just putting a link? You know, you'll get traffic from that if it's, if it's got a decent PR and it is getting traffic. So you'll get traffic and you'll get the boost of the PR, and, and nobody will be none the wiser because 
it, it just looks like it was naturally put there, and and that's the whole point. Is it has to seem natural using services like TextLink ads and and all those other websites where you know paper posts stuff like that. You know, Google's going to catch on to it, and they're going to be aware of it. And the best way to do it is just to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, it's more work, but it, it's there's less risk involved where we're going through something that's you know like TextLink ads where they're a big company and everybody knows about them. Well, you know, Google knows about them as well, and Google's going to do everything they can to stop them from doing what they're doing. And if they can't, well, then they're going to penalize the people who are participating because they don't want you to. And, you know, people could say Google's a hypocrite, you know, they sell advertising and blah, 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 but, you know, it's, it's their search engine, and they're going to do what they want. And, right. you know, if they have the majority of the searches, uh, you know, I, I guess you can do whatever you want. Right. You know, you either can follow them and 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 do what's right, and, and, or, or don't. Right. So, um, I have another question here that's actually related to kind of blogs, and and this question came in, and I, I really wanted to address it because um, the question is 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 it worth my time to post comments on blogs? And now with the no follow tag, you know, a lot of people like to spam you know blog posts and say you know. Hey, check this out, and then they'll, they'll throw a link to their website in there, hoping to, to to get some Google PR from it. But the thing is, is it, you don't really need to do it for PR. But it's a great way, you know. There, there are some people out there who are like, we don't approve of no follow, so we're not going to use no follow on our comments. And for them, good for them. I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's great. And if they're going to sit there and monetize, you know monitor the blog so that they don't get hit with a lot of spam, that's great. Um, but if you if you hit a popular blog and, and you, you have a really good, you know, uh, comment on the post, um, you, you have some really great information, you can get, I get traffic from blog posts that I commented on six months ago, eight months ago, like on SEO blog and We Build Pages and all those other SEO blogs where I just made comments about whatever the topic was, just either providing more information or just, um, you know, not agreeing with what was going on, that alone brings me, I get traffic from it every day. Um, so it, it's a good way to get traffic and, and to get gain readers. You know, if, if you comment something and, and you, you can be relevant, if if, um, if you went on like seobook.com and Aaron was writing something about um, Supplemental Index, I, I, w I could go there and say, well, you know, I don't agree or I do agree, and, and here's why, and then have a link to your post or whatever, that'll bring traffic. And then people will read it, and then there's your opportunity to capture readership. And then, you know, there's always a lot of things. Readerships can turn into later down the line, can turn into the possible business. People say all the time, well, you know, it's so hard to get links, but, you know, you build your readership, and, and most people who read blogs are, are, you know, I'd say eight out of ten times other bloggers. So if someone's reading, you know, Aaron Wall's blog, and then, you know, um, they see a comment that you made, and now they're a reader of your blog, the next time you, you blog about something that interests them, they may now link to you and, and, and comment it on their blog, because bloggers are always looking for something to blog about. And that's just another opportunity to get another link. Um, you know, I, I've I've done this too. People will talk about article submissions, and I'll say, well, hey, you know, guess what? My blog has got a bunch of article submission sites. That's probably one of my most linked to um, blog posts, and still, I still get new links to those all the time from people just discovering them and and linking to them, whether it's via comments or 
uh, you know, somebody wrote a blog post and came across it because they saw, you know, a comment that I wrote or they were ascribed it to the blog or they read it someplace else. So it's, it's, there's a lot of opportunity. You just have to know how to identify the opportunity and how to take advantage of it. You don't want to sound like, you don't want to be like, oh, you know, that's, you know, like those stupid things that people do all the time where it's like, that's a great interest, that's an interesting post. Um, you know, read my blog. I mean, nobody's going to click on that and you're probably going to get it deleted. Um, but if you can make a valid point as to why your your post is related to this, or, or even if if you're not plugging anything, you can just say that's great. But I found out that this is better, or this is better, and then you're allowed to link in the you know people click on it and just check out to see what you do because what you said was interesting enough for them to want to learn more. So it's, it's always there's always opportunities to to, to use blogging. Um, to get links and to get other readers, and I, I think readership is probably really important, just like listenership is to the podcast. Um, you know, we we built up the podcast from nothing, and it's it's it slowly continues to grow. Same thing with the blog. The more you blog, and and, and don't forget, people like to link to other people that they like. So if they read something uh, that you comment on somebody and they like what you said, or, or you know, it makes sense to them, they'll go and subscribe to your blog, and they'll link to you because. Maybe just because they like what you had to say and you sound knowledgeable. So that's that's always something. You still there? I didn't put you to sleep, did I? Almost. Analytics. Uh, what is an acceptable bounce rate, and how how do I lower mine? Yeah, uh, depends entirely on the industry. On what? What do you mean? Bounce rate. Bounce I mean, rate? It, yeah, exactly. I mean, you. Whether you have a site that's you know based on just offering information and you're looking for um, you're trying to make money off ads or you're selling a product or you're selling a service and what industry it's in, it's going to make a big difference. I mean, some things are very high volume to the, in the sense that you know people will check out a site and immediately realize it has or does not have what they want and they'll leave. You can't really do anything about that in terms of the bounce rate. So I mean, it depends entirely on the on the site itself. I mean. It's the factors that surround the bounce rate that you want to look at in terms of uh, are people bouncing from particular pages or is it a universal bounce? What, what's wrong with my pages that would cause people to bounce? In other, in other words, if they're not finding what they're looking for, why not? And is there something I can do about it? Sometimes you'll address all those issues and there really is nothing you can do about it. It's not a barrier to sales. I mean, it's just an indication that sometimes you'll sell uh, products or services that, you know, are going to cause high bounce rates. Well, you know, it, it depends because from from what I've read, you know, an acceptable bounce rate is anything below 50. And because you got you have to figure, you know, some people are going to bounce no matter what. Uh, but it, it depends if it's PPC, you don't want a high bounce rate because if you do, you're spending money and people are leaving and it it's it's important to, to identify why people are bouncing as quick as possible. When it comes to organic SEO, you know, there's other factors, you know, are you inadvertently optimized for a term that when people get to that page, it's not what they thought it was or it's not the information they're looking for. That's when you have to look at the page and say, well, you know, what are people coming in on this page? And then maybe that, that will help you discover why people are leaving. Maybe the site's just ugly. Maybe it's just not user-friendly. Maybe it's, you know, it's taking too long to load. Or there, there's a, a bunch of factors why a, a bounce rate would be high. But we've worked with clients where, you know, they get 100,000 page views a day, and 98% are bouncing. That's not good, especially when you're, you're you're making you know money based on how many page views you get. Because 
you know, 98% of those people are leaving where if you can go and get them to another page, you'd, you'd get another extra 100,000 views and you can make some more money. So, right. Yeah, what what you mentioned actually about being optimized for something and and it sort of being misleading in a sense is funny because if you recall, you remember many many years ago when you and I owned that fur farm and uh, we had a site built around that called Beaver Central. People would click on it all the time and uh, just bounce right off. Apparently they were looking for something else. So, you know, I, I definitely understand what you mean. I don't recall a site like that at all, but you know, it could be. It, it might have been fictitious, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, so it, it's 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 always about you know you have to look because bounce rates, high bounce rates are not good. It means that no matter what you do, especially if you're someone who's paying for traffic, whether it's PPC or affiliates or whatever it is that you're doing that get traffic, if people are bouncing. We have we had a client that when we started working with them, their their bounce rate was in the 90s, and they were paying for traffic, and the. the Ninety-eight percent of that traffic that was coming was bouncing. It wasn't because the site was laid out bad. It was because the traffic they were buying were bad. It was bad. They were they were they were buying traffic that wasn't converting for whatever reason. It just wasn't targeted enough. So if it was say it was education, At all. yeah, it, was, it just wasn't related. So it was just bouncing. So it was wasted money. So it's important to see your bounce rates and what pages are bouncing and try to figure out why because. Um, you know, the more you can get people to read, the more more likely you are to make a sale, or more likely you are if your your model is page views, or or if you have affiliates, or whatever it is. You know, you have to be able to um, identify those problems because whether it's organic or SEO, it's costing you money for people to to bounce out of your site. Actually, I think our site is like um, probably at like 58 percent. Well, that's too high. It's kind of high from from my standards, but I mean, it's 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 not it's as long as it's under sixty, I'm okay. I mean, I like to be under fifty. Uh, but to be honest, I think if we took your picture down, that would help. <laughs> my picture is not on the home page. Okay. okay. Well, if right. I put your picture on the home page, we wouldn't we wouldn't get everybody would just leave. You know. That's true. But so, you know, if people kept their computers on. They could probably rid their house of pests. So, you know, that's a win-win. Exactly. Um, so I guess that's it. We can we can pretty much wrap this up. I don't want to drag it out too much. I got a, a lot of questions, but we can save them for another time. And if if listeners have questions, they can just email us. They can email me Joe at mr-seo.com, and just email them to me, and and I'll save them. And we'll maybe we'll do a couple of more of these because I kind of like these. It kind of breaks up a little bit. We get to share a little bit more of our knowledge, not just on the SEO side of things, but usability. Well, at least we know we're answering at least one person's question. So. Well, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't uh, um, realize, you know, because I talk to a lot of people on a weekly basis, and, and some people, and I can understand why, just don't understand, like, all the things that they need to worry about. They just think, I build the site. And, and, and that's it. And I still talk to people like that that are like, oh, I, I built the site, but I'm not getting any traffic. And I, my, my thing is, well, what are you doing? Uh, I'm not doing. I'm not doing anything. Or you know, my budget is is this, or this is what I'm doing. And, and you look at the website, and it's you know, it's just they don't understand that there's a lot of things involved: bounce rates, usability. You know, is, is it search engine friendly? Um, how to write content, all the aspects that we use when we work with a client, um, people just don't um, 
you know, they just don't know enough about it to, to, to be aware of it. So I, I'm glad, we you know, we get this opportunity to to present other aspects of, you know, um, you know, whether it's optimization or just uh, business in general. Right. Um, so I'll wrap this up with uh, the keyword discovery. Um, so this podcast has been brought to you by Trillion. Um, they're the makers of keyword discovery. And if you buy one month of keyword discovery, you can get the next month free. All you have to do is just go to keyworddiscovery.com, and in the comments you write one month, and one month free actually, and then just put MRSEO and the number one. So it's MRSEO one, and then just put you know one month free, and uh, you'll you'll pay for a month. But that, that could not have been any more confusing. I'll tell you what. Why don't we post that on the uh, on Inside SEO with Mr. SEO so that. Uh, Anyone listening to the podcast can go just copy and paste it right off of there into the uh, into the slot. Yeah, they can do that. That's fine. I mean, I'll I'll put it, I'll put it up there. Um, so um, you know, support our sponsors because it's because of the sponsor that uh, you know we're still doing this podcast and it's still free. So if you do keyword research, if you're an SEO web developer or you're just doing it for yourself, it's a great deal. You you know, a month free is you know it's it's well worth it. So um, check out KeywordDiscoveryGuide.com and um, check out MrSEO.net if you're looking for domain names, hosting, and all that good jazz. I think we got domain names uh, at a dollar, a dollar ninety-nine up there. So um, you know, domain names are big business these days, and uh, God knows we have a lot of them. Um, and I guess that's it. Is there anything you want to close with? No, no. I just uh, really happy to to. Uh have picked up Trillion. Um, you know, when we looked for a sponsor, we wanted somebody that has a product we actually use on a regular basis. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, Trillion has a couple that we use. So uh, we've always been really happy with them. And, uh, yeah, it's a great, great boon for us. And we're really happy to be able to, uh, to offer them. So. All right. You know, I mean, we've had offers from other SEO companies wanting a sponsor or people that, you know, companies that really didn't provide any value to the listeners, which is why we've gone so long without a sponsor because we just couldn't find the right one. Um, we wanted something that would not only benefit the listeners, but would benefit the sponsor. So I think we found a really good match. Indeed. So, so uh, with that, I'll close, and uh, hopefully we'll have a podcast uh, for you guys next week. Joe Bellastrino!